It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Well, the Daytona 500 is done. It's over. It's in the book, and this is Southern Race Week. And here on the show every single week in a week out, we get you up to speed on everything you need to know, whether it's NASCAR, fast cars, short track, super speedways. If it's got four wheels, ah, we love to cover it. In fact, this week on Southern Race Week, I, William Barber, AKWV, as always, joined by the head pick crew chief of the world and the radio broadcasting syndication. And that is none other than Alfie. What's going on? What's going on? Hey there, WB. Glad to be with you yet again this week on another brand new edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can go back and listen to this week's episode, or you can listen to any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week Radio. We've delivered to you the biggest names in NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, and the short track circuits all along the United States of America, William. We love covering it. And also, William... You have put together an exciting VIP package for one lucky Southern Race Week listener to enjoy the Folds of Honor QT500 weekend in just a matter of weeks. Can you believe it? We are literally not that far away from NASCAR racing returning to the Atlanta Motor Speedway doubleheader on Saturday, along with the uh, Legend cars. I think you're going to be racing out there Saturday after that. And then Sunday, the granddaddy of them all, the Folds of Honor QT500 NASCAR Cup Series race william so you've put together a great little package why don't you why don't you tell our listeners all about let me do it like a game show all right johnny tell them what they could win they could win tickets to friday saturday sunday and pre-race pit passes to sunday and all they have to do is go check out southern race week on facebook look for the checkered flag and the folds of honor quick trip 500 uh logo like and share that post. Your name will be put in, and you could win. We're going to give away five pairs, a pair a day giveaway, and you could be winning tickets to that. And um, those tickets, of course, will put you in the drawing for. Now, those pre-race pit passes also in, on Sunday include for the pre-race concert with Travis Denning. Uh, those of you who don't know, he's Tra- Travis Denning is a country music singer. He's from Warner Robins, Georgia, and he sings a song called Abby, Anybody But You. But um, also, it will put you in the drawing for where you can have a VIP tour with Alfie at the track, and he's going to take you into the media center so you can steal sandwiches. No, I don't no think actually. Yeah, I was just <laughs> actually. I'm just joking. No, actually, what you are going to win is the grand prize uh, drawn for the – for the package is media suite tickets for the Atlanta Sunday race. So you not only get tickets for a pair of tickets for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday that you can share with your family, friends, cousins, neighbors, but you also get a pair of Sunday suite tickets so you can set up in the suites in the media suite and uh, have fun, hang out. You never know. You might see Alfie, you might see me. You never know. Doug Rice might pop by. You never know who you might see in the media suite. So it's a great thing. And, uh, you know, we, we can't wait. Look for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 logo 
on Southern Race Week's Facebook page and like it and share it, or look for it on my Instagram page at William Barber, aka WB. Like it and share it, and we'll put your name in so you can win the Atlanta Motor Speedway VIP experience. Because you're not just going to win tickets to Friday. You're not going to just win tickets to Saturday. You're going to win tickets to all weekend long, Alfie. Plus, pre-race pit passes and everything. We got a jam-packed show this week, Alfie. Uh, who do you have? Who do you have? We got another jam-packed program for you this week. Speaking of Doug Rice, you just mentioned his name. He'll be coming up for you here in just a matter of moments. We'll recap the uh, Daytona 500 and get its thoughts on uh, racing Atlanta Motor Speedway with the new banking changes and reconfigurations and the new repaving of the track. So we'll get his thoughts on racing at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And then we'll speak with Jacqueline Drake. She had a long week of uh, race coverage last weekend for Flow Racing as she was at New Smyrna Speedway for their World Series of Racing. So we'll break that down and have the opportunity to catch up with Brad Keselowski and uh, talk to him about uh, being a part of the new Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing. And, of course, and his thoughts on his season coming up here in 2022. So all that's straight ahead for you here, William. On Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Hey, it's Ron Caps, driver of the Napa Auto Parts Funny Car, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's Alfie, continuing on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And I'm very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here into the program via the Food Depot Zoom line, coming from his plush man cave at his residence in uh, Concord, North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the lead announcer for the Performance Racing Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Doug Rice! Yeah! I'm uh, glad you didn't right. pass out on that one, Alfie. That would have been <laughs> bad. That would have been really bad. Actually, actually, one of the rare times I am working from my equally plush and palatial office here at the performance racing network oh okay look at that okay so i see you got uh, some great little uh there's smash stage stuff back there uh, <laughs> some pink floyd that is an authentic japanese battle flag world war ii that my father-in-law captured in the pacific wow. campaign and gave it to me well, let me tell you, next time I'm down there at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, I'm going to have to come check out your office, man. It looks like I'm, it looks not, like I'm surprised my office isn't on the tour. <laughs> Wait, I'll show you one more thing. I know, I know, I know this is terrible. No, no, that right there oh. is a picture from Atlanta Motor Speedway, Doug Rice, with the great Dale Earnhardt. That was the day he unveiled his Wheaties car. Oh, my gosh. There's so much. You know what, Doug? I, I would love to spend just a day listening to you tell stories. One of the best things I got to do when working for the Braves Radio Network was being able to listen to Skip and Pete tell stories of the old days. And I would love to just sit down with you, have a beer. It's funny. People will mention a race or a particular car or paint scheme, and it will trigger a memory from me watching that driver or that paint scheme. And, you know, when I first started calling races, Richard Petty was still very active. And he was still, I never got to call a race that he won, but that's the span of time that I've been doing this. And I've watched the eras of this sport. Dale Earnhardt had an era. Tony Stewart, obviously Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon. And, and right now I don't know that we've got a driver that's – obviously Kyle Larson looks like he could 
have have a run of several good years, but you don't know. I think this new point system is going to make that a little bit harder to win all these championships in a row. Doug, let's start off with talking about Daytona. You were out there. You got to watch the race. What did you take away from the Great American Race? Well, just talking about the Daytona 500, so many questions going in, and a big one, and you talked about it, was this next generation car. I thought it performed well. Obviously, there's a few things they can go back and work on. We weren't talking about the race being red flag because the cars were breaking. Uh, remember all the whispers a year ago of, oh, they didn't do so well in the crash test, and we're really worried. Well, they crashed a bunch of them, and everybody seemed to be fine. They crashed them hard and at high speeds. So that that seems to be a problem that's not going to be a problem because we're not going to go anywhere except Talladega that they will go faster. So uh, that that seems to be a worry. They race competitively. They look awesome. So next-gen car, I guess a solid B+. It can always be better, but, you know, I think everybody was pretty happy with the way the car performed. The race itself, 34 lead changes among like 17 different drivers led a lap. I don't know what else you want. Yeah, there were some stretches there where they got single file, but that's that's sort of self-preservation to, okay, I don't want to race double file because I want to make it to lap 80, and then I want to get to lap 100. But, I, you know, and then you had Brad Keselowski out there just bulldozing everybody that he could find. Not sure where his head was. I really am not sure where Brad Keselowski was because he he – shoved a rookie driver in Harrison Burton at a time that there was no need to be doing that. And he just flat out wrecked Ricky Stenhouse Jr., which I hated because Stenhouse Jr. had a car that could have won the Daytona 500. And then then NASCAR got a they got a popular winner. I don't think a lot of people knew who Austin Sendrick was, except unless you were a real race fan and you knew he had won an Xfinity title in a bunch of races over there. And Sports fans like fresh winners. I don't know that I'd call him an upset winner because he races for Penske. So that takes that out. But he was a new winner. He's a fresh winner. You realize there have been now nine drivers that have won the Daytona 500 as their first win. And it's happened in back-to-back years now. Michael McDowell, one win, his first win in the Daytona 500. And the same now for Austin Sendrick. So for a driver there, you know you're locked into the playoffs. You know you're going to be a part of that teams down at the end to, to race it out some people might think it's great because you can relax not have to worry about it but then does it take away from your ability to go out there and get stage points and wins because you're trying to do maybe try something different or new I, but what, what do you I think it frees them up i mean they know no matter what happens that they're going to be in the playoffs and that was a pretty good bet they were going to be there anyway penske just makes great race cars and i know he's technically a rookie but he's a good driver but i think it gives them an opportunity to maybe experiment a little bit more and not and, and and try to win races. So for them, it's it's all gravy. Every, every race from here on out till we get to the playoffs is gravy. You know, and they won't be a 16th seed. They will be somewhere around nine or ten, I think, when when we finally get to the playoffs. Uh, speaking with Doug Rice here, the Performance Racing Network on a Southern Race Week Radio. Now, Atlanta Motor Speedway is our home track. The Performance Racing Network will be a part of the Atlanta Race Weekend. We're on a new, and not only a new car coming to AMS, uh, Doug, but also an all-new surface, higher bankings, a little bit of reconfiguration in the front stretch there and the tri-oval. So uh, how excited are you? I know racing there at AMS has not been the most exciting over the last uh, few years. I know drivers are kind of mixed on their thoughts of the track change. What are you looking forward to, or does it bring a little bit of excitement for you to know that this is going to be kind of a whole new thing, new car, a new track? I'm very excited. I cannot 
wait to get there to see them race on this real high bank facility. I think it's going to be a fresh approach. Uh, you're right. I think for the most part, the racing there over the last five or six years hasn't been that good. The drivers love it because they, they say, well, we'll go out there and slide around. But if, it, if it's not good for the fans or the broadcasters and we're sitting there going, where's the action, then it's not good. So I, I'm, I'm anxious to see what this is. Is it going to look like Daytona and Talladega? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's high banks. It's going to be really fast. I do think the draft, the process of two or three cars lining up and running together will show up in a big way there. So I'm thrilled about this. I think if you live in that area, go out there and give this a shot. Well, hopefully we can get some nice weather and be a lot of fun. Now, Doug, we're going to be racing to California this weekend, but then the West Coast trip will continue and PRN will join us for our first broadcast from you guys at uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway. You'll be there for the Saturday and Sunday race weekend. So uh, I know for you guys, it's been a while since you've been on the air and, and doing races. And now that you're kind of on the verge of, doing your first race for the Performance Racing Network and the rest of your crew, do you get excited? Do you get anxious? Do you still kind of have that nervous feeling of, of you know, getting ready to do that first race of the year? You know, it's always, it's always a good time. Uh, this year will be a little bit different. On Saturday, we will do a two-hour practice qualifying broadcast, and then we'll turn around and do the ALSCO 300 Xfinity race. So the good thing is we'll have a chance to do live action and get in the booth and start talking ever before the, the train leaves the track. So I, I'm ex that, that's a good opportunity for us. Um, you know, we get to do this just enough that it, we still get really geeked about it. It's never a drudgery. It's, oh, oh I've got to go do a race. We're always excited. Next year, we will add two more races to the PRN lineup. In 23, we will be going to Nashville Super Speedway and Dover Motor Speedway, renamed because Speedway Motorsports has bought it. So next year, PRN will have 14 of the 36 races. So our slice of the pie gets a little bigger. Well, uh, there's no better crew in the world of NASCAR calling action than you and, and your crew at the Performance Racing Network. We always appreciate and love listening to you guys call action. So we're looking forward to hearing you guys at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway soon. And then also when you guys arrive for the Folds of Honor QT500, which will be Sunday, March 20th at the all-new, all-improved Atlanta Motor Speedway. Mr. Rice, as always, if our listeners want to keep up with you, follow along. You do some great uh, tweeting, and you do some great Facebook action as well from time to time. Uh, where can our listeners go to follow you on well, social media and keep up with you? I have a Facebook, I don't like to say fan page, professional page. Just type in my name. I think it's Doug underscore Rice there. I'm at Riceman61 on Twitter. I'm Doug underscore Rice on Instagram. And then at PRN Live is the official Twitter feed for the Performance Racing Network. So there's there's a lot of different ways to get all the info. Well, Mr. Rice, we really, we always appreciate you taking the time to join us. You're a great friend of the show, sir. And um, we're just really honored and privileged to have you come on and break down everything going on in the world of NASCAR, Classic Rock, and anything else that we need. Well, I'm your, looking your forward to it. I'm, 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 I'm geeked about this year. I think this new car is going to perform at a better level than we thought. Uh, I think we may be talking about some different drivers this year. I don't think it's just going to be the Kyle Larson show all year long. I think we will be talking about other people winning races besides Kyle Larson. I hope so. 
All right, sir. Well, we appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again down the road, and we'll definitely see you when you arrive with your crew at Atlanta Motor Speedway. I'll be there. Thanks so much. Hey, everybody. This is Ben Rose, the 2021 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie. Continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And I'm very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here to the Southern Race Week Radio program. She's become a great friend of the show, not only a fantastic broadcaster, but a damn good racer. And she knows all the in and outs of what goes on at a racetrack every weekend. In fact, she had a pretty busy week uh, last week as we kicked off racing season in 2022. Let's head on over to the Food Depot Zoom line. And welcome in from an undisclosed location somewhere in the United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Miss Jacqueline Drake! That is still my favorite part. Thanks so much for having me, as always. I love coming on the show. Uh, Miss Drake, we appreciate you taking the time to join us as you become a great friend of the broadcast. And we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio as we kind of officially kicked off the 2022 racing season. And for you, you've had a very busy last couple of days traveling from New Smyrna Speedway where you're working and then taking in the Daytona 500 because you have a brother who is a rookie crew chief in the NASCAR Cup Series. But before we talk about all that that's going on, let's talk about New Smyrna Speedway. You were out there, uh, multiple days of racing that was going on, out there broadcasting the event. So tell us about your week there at New Smyrna Speedway and some of the action you took in and some of the drivers that really impressed you. Yes. So for those that maybe aren't too familiar, the World Series takes place at New Smyrna and it's nine nights of straight racing actions. So within that nine nights, we also encompassed a wheel and modified race, a ARCA race, and then we have several other divisions that compete throughout the week, including super late models, pro late models. Uh, tour mods, Florida mods, super trucks, super stocks, so a whole mess of divisions that incur lots of racing. Of course, uh, I think in total it was 33 different races across 10 series that competed in nine nights there. So um, by the end of the nine nights, I was exhausted, uh, <laughs> but it's it's always a good time to kick off the season um, with that show. So essentially with being with NASCAR now, Part of one of my jobs is overseeing the partnership with Flow Racing on the broadcasting when it comes to the routes. So the first six nights that I was there, I worked behind the scenes and just partnership development at the track, making sure the broadcast was going correctly and just supporting the track and putting on the events as well as at track activation. So um, I did that in parallel to some flow racing recaps on their channels. And then I uh, went live on pit road on Thursday, Friday, Saturday for the final three days, which was great. I got to work with Adam Mackey and Charles crawl my first time with them and covered a lot of different divisions that I had not covered before. So it made for a challenge. Um, of course, meeting so many different people there at the track. I think my favorite moment was probably seeing William Byron when he won on Saturday evening in his super late model. And we see these guys compete every week on the national level, but then they go down to where they had their start in motorsports and their roots. And for Byron, it was legend cars and late models. So to see him come back and get a win and 
how happy he was was a really neat moment um, to be a part of. Speaking with Jacqueline Drake here on the Southern Race Week Radio, and when you see one of these big guys who are in the Cubs series, a William Byron, maybe a Chase Elliott, um, Kyle Larson, so do you see just as much excitement in those veterans that come back and participate in these events with these up-and-coming drivers? Yeah, I think so, and I think it's also an attribute to how they've become better as a racer because prior to the World Series, Byron had one super late model win in his career. So he won twice during the World Series week. So he, he got two more wins. Um, seeing him develop as a driver to now from then, that's always cool. And two, uh, winning gives you confidence. So if they can go do it here and then they go into, like he went into the Daytona 500 on Sunday, you definitely have more confidence when you're just coming off of a win, no matter where it is. So um, being a part of that and, and obviously the emotions that they receive from getting to do something that they love, again, like where they fell in love with motorsports at those roots levels, I think it's really important for them as all drivers return back to their roots, whether it's dirt or asphalt to experience. And speaking of the Daytona 500, you wrapped up your crazy week of racing coverage and track action at Daytona. Your brother, I'm sure you're very excited about this, is a rookie crew chief in the Cubs series. I'm sure your brother has been there for everything that you've accomplished and done in your life and for you to be there for a big accomplishment in his life, becoming a crew chief, running the show. How was that for you to be there to witness it all? Definitely a surreal moment. Um, so my brother, he's been a card chief for probably 10 years. He was with Furniture Row and Joe Gibbs underneath the Martin Truex flag. And um, him getting this crew chief opportunity at Front Row Motorsports with Michael McDowell came as a surprise. He called me when I was in Tulsa and going to the Tulsa shootout. And he's like, I just wanted to let you know that I quit my job. And I'm like, oh gosh, what is, what do you mean you quit your job? Like, I, I had no idea where we were going. He's like, I accepted this crew chief opportunity. And I was so happy because it's something he's wanted for a long time. So his first event was obviously the LA Coliseum. And then the Daytona 500 was this past weekend. So I met up with him at the trailer, got to meet his new team, seeing him in yellow now instead of the black and orange, the Bass Pro Shops. And then we went to the box and I saw him sitting on top of the box and there was the moment for me was seeing him transition. So when you're a car chief, you sit on top of the box, but you don't sit on the ends. You either sit in the middle front row or you sit in the back, just depending on the layout of how your guys like to work. So um, he went up on the box and he was setting his stuff up and he sat on the end of the box and him sitting there was a moment for me that as a sister, I got emotional like under the sweaty sun of Daytona because him moving to that seat meant that he was the crew chief and that seeing that physically you hear it right like you hear when people get to do something but physically seeing them do it made me really happy for him um and made me think about how far he's come in his career so uh, that was really cool and of course you know luke combs was singing all of his cool songs down in daytona and um the flyover and just the energy at that event is unparalleled to anything that I've ever experienced. Ms. Drake, if our listeners want to keep up with you, follow along with what's going on with you and, and where you're going to be at, uh, where can they go to follow you on social media? Yeah, I'd love to get to know everyone on social. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram is where I post most of my stuff. So the one and only JKD 
or on Twitter. And I also have a Facebook page and I have a TikTok that people love to follow. So I show some behind the scenes on there so you can check me out. Um, I'm, I like to make jokes. So all my jokes are on TikTok if you want to see those. So we have to get on TikTok to see your great jokes and dances? You're depriving us Facebook and Twitter users. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I don't, I don't actually do any dancing, uh, but I do make racing jokes on there. And uh, I, I like to have a good time on TikTok. So my uh, wife has a TikTok yeah. account, so I'll borrow hers and I will check. I'll have her follow you and we'll, we'll check all your great jokes. Or every time you come on the program, you're going to have to drop one of these great jokes that you're dishing uh, <laughs> out for those who don't follow you on, uh, on TikTok. Miss Drake, thank you so much once again for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Radio. We always appreciate your insight and uh, good luck to your brother and yourself for the rest of the year. And hopefully we'll catch back up with you down the road and keep up with what's going on with you. Thanks so much. Thanks again. As always, love you guys are doing great things for the racing world and love to listen in so i appreciate it i'm jojo wilkinson driver number 11 with the pro light model from Hueytown, alabama and you're listening to southern race week all right welcome back to this week's edition of southern race week radio for you along the far flung southern race week radio network it's alfie joining you yet again for this brand new week's edition of southern race week radio and i'm very honored and privileged and blessed to have our next guest joining us here on the food depot zoom line as we head on over and welcome Cup Series driver for his new team, RFK Racing, driving the number six machine. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Brad Keselowski. Do you have a clap track for that? Okay, fair enough. That's about as technical as we have on this program, sir. We have a very limited budget. Mr. Kozlowski, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. I am. I am out. And a little bit of a different scenario for you this year. Normally you're just out there driving the car around and, and, and doing awesome as a driver, but now you're coming into it as a part owner now of Roush Fenway Kozlowski <laughs> Racing. Now, did you find the offseason a little bit different for you this season since now you're a part owner? Was it, were you more involved in some of the maybe discussions, office stuff, being at the shop, or, or were you more kind of, you know, hey, I'll just relax a little bit, take some time off, and then I'll get to it when we get to it? Yeah, I definitely had a few uh, office flashbacks with some TPS reports and all that good stuff. But, uh, you, know, you know, I enjoyed it. So I signed up for it. I'm not, you know, uh, not running from it. And uh, I think it's, it's an interesting new challenge. It's, it's, uh, I feel like it's good for me in a lot of ways. I feel more engaged than ever before, uh, you know, because I feel like I know what's going on and I feel uh, a lot of fun from that. I'm having a lot of fun with that, I should say. And um, I think ultimately it's going to give me some on-track success too. Now you've had a little bit of experience owning a team. You did have Brad Keselowski racing for about a decade. I think you opened up in 07 and, and closed in 2017. So you have a little bit of experience as far as running a team and owning a team. But is this scenario a little bit different? Because it's not just you. you got Mr. Roush there to help you out. You've got a whole slew of employees that are maybe a little bit more than when, you, when you're when you owning a team by yourself. What are the, the little differences between when you own a team that's just you and now you're part owner of a team? Oh, there's a lot of differences. Um, you know, I think you, you have more people to make happy. And, you know, it takes a little bit more time to make decisions. And that's just natural. Uh, when you when you have partners, but um, you know they're great partners, and uh, I appreciate that very much about them. And I think uh, we have a lot of potential to do some great things together if we can just uh, you know put all the puzzle pieces together the right way. So 
Uh, all the potentials there. There's some great people across the board at the ownership level and managerial level all the way down. And, uh, and I think I'm, I'm very thankful for that. When did you kind of start thinking, you know what, I think I want to try to get into ownership here? Yeah, I, I thought about it for a long time, but it didn't really become realistic until NASCAR you know, unveiled this next-gen car. Because uh, some of the manufacturing infrastructure you had to have was super cost uh, prohibitive and a big barrier of entry. And I think with the NASCAR next-gen car and that barrier being lowered, that, that uh, certainly eased my uh, concerns. Speaking with Brad Keselowski here on a Southern Race Week Radio, we know you're a great driver. We know about how talented you are. But I always like to get a little bit of behind the scenes of who the man really is. Who is Brad Keselowski all about? And I feel music really speaks to a person's character and personality. When you get ready for a race, do you, is, do you listen to music? Or if you were in the car, you could possibly listen to music while you're out there racing. Huh. Is there anything you would love to listen to and, and just bang out of your car to get you Ooh. fired up tonight? Um, in the race car, I would probably be a Waylon Jennings kind of guy. Out of the race car, not so much. But in the race car, I think you, know, you gotta be a different person. And you know what? One thing I've always had debates about with some of my friends when we talk NASCAR is, are drivers athletes? And I really feel that you guys are athletic and athletes because you're in those, especially with the Coca-Cola 600, when you're out there for hours in those cars, I'm sure you lose weight. I wish I could get in the car mm-hmm. and take a few laps and lose some weight myself. But what's your workout regimen like? What is it different from the off season during the season? What, what do you kind of do to prepare yourself for racing every week? Well, there's no workout like actually just driving a car, you know, as much as you try to simulate that with different things you could do. Driving a race car is, is really a very unique thing to do. It's, you know, it's, it's a very hot environment, which is, you know, not necessarily a huge challenge, but can be. And there's a lot of focus required at all times. There's obviously a, a safety factor that goes with it uh, that, you know, puts you in a position where you hold your breath and do those kinds of things. So there's really not a workout that I find to be similar to driving a car. So the best thing you can do is just drive a car a lot. Um, and so I think you see a lot of race car drivers do that. They, they just get a lot of seat time because it, basically they're working out their brain and their body in, in the best way you can. And I think that is the best workout you can do. I know the state of North Carolina, uh, as you read, is giving money to many of the tracks in North Carolina to renovate and improve, including Rockingham and North Wilkesboro. Would you like to see NASCAR in some way, shape, or form return to North Wilkesboro or Rockingham, even as for an exhibition race like the Clash, All-Star Race? How much would you like to see one of those two tracks doing something within the NASCAR world once they're... Yeah, I would probably throw Nashville into that pile too, but um, I think schedule variability is one of the biggest things we can do for our sport to generate interest. I think going to new markets, even old markets that are now new again, uh, is super healthy for us. And so I, I'm all for it. I'm super big supporter. And I think I got to give credit, credit on NASCAR a lot because they've done some different changes to the schedule, gone to different tracks. Would you like to see the schedule kind of rotate a little bit more, maybe certain tracks, maybe once a year instead of twice a year, and maybe add another place? Like, what are your thoughts on, on the schedule as far as rotating it around a little bit? Oh, yeah, the schedule should change every year. And, and, you know, the last few years, it's changed more than I've ever seen it change, which is, you know, good. And I think that's exciting for us. Uh, there's a lot of energy behind that. And I, I'd like to see that trend continue, for sure. Well, Mr. Keselowski, if our listeners want to keep up with your progress and everything going on with you guys and your team throughout the season, uh, where can they go to follow you in the social media world, sir? Oh, well, you can always find me on, uh, what am I on? I'm on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. We got it all going. I think all my tags are at Keselowski or at Brad Keselowski. But not and, too hard to find. 
of all the social media, do you, how much, what percentage of it is you? Is it all you or do you kind of share it off with other people? Well, I, I definitely need some help. Uh, I'm not the most technically savvy, digitally savvy. I don't know any of my passwords. Uh, so I'm always, you know, asking people that. I do all, well, I try to do all the most of my own Twitter. Every once in a while I get lazy. So that's probably the most, uh, you know, fan engagement related. But uh, I think all of them are great. And I love the fact that we're able to connect with our fans in a new way than, you know, it was previously uh, capable. And so uh, I encourage our fans to have fun on there. Don't get on there and complain. Have, get on there and have fun. There's plenty of reasons to be sad, but uh, enjoy it. And uh, we're, we're glad to have you. Well, Mr. Keselowski, we really appreciate the time, sir. And, of course, our home track here in Atlanta is Atlanta Motor Speedway. So good luck to you in the 2022 season, sir. And um, success. And hopefully you'll be hoisting that championship cup at the end of the season, sir. Sounds good. I'll see you in four weeks. I'm Adam Alexander, part of the NASCAR coverage on Fox Sports 1. And you're listening to Southern Race Week. Well, race fans, we're about to wind up this week's edition of Southern Race Week on your favorite radio station and favorite podcast location itunes spotify and of course iHeartRadio, you name it soundcloud and always remember that uh if you miss a show you can download the podcast uh and and hear them all over again been posting up a lot of stuff alfie about the great things that are about to come up to atlanta motor speedway we're just a couple weeks away we're going to be giving away tickets the friday saturday and sunday's racing action had some people email me and say wb what the heck are you talking about on Friday, well, they're going to have practice and qualifying and things going on on Friday. But it's going to be a great time. We're going to be, uh, as the week's leading up to it, we're going to be going over and taking a little tour of Atlanta Motor Speedway, checking out the, uh, the bootlegger bar and checking out Club One's remodel and everything else. So, But it's been a great show. Alfie, I appreciate you, brother. Uh, run down who we had on again this week. And... Uh, Let's get ready to pack the bags and get ready to go to the racetrack. All right. Yes. Once again, thanks to our great guests, Doug Rice, Jacqueline Drake, and Brad Keselowski. We really appreciate taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. And for sure, next week, we've got it booked. We'll be speaking with Greg Walter, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Charlotte Motor Speedway, as we'll preview the upcoming Coca-Cola 600 and the Charlotte Roval Race that'll be coming up during the NASCAR playoffs here in 2022, Williams. So, uh, once again, thanks to those great guests and looking forward to another exciting episode of Southern Race Week Radio next week. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio and like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. Well, that's going to do it for us, folks. I'm WB, and this is Alfie. And we want to appreciate y'all taking time to tune in. Don't forget, check out AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com to get your tickets and check out FoodDepot.com to get your best prices and save more dough on your groceries every day at Food Depot. Until next week. We'll see you at a short track super speedway near you.